This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is probably just as surprised as I was to know mechanical engineering could be so intense, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I, I think it just needs to be stated living in a silo would suck. <laughs> yes, it would. It would not be fun at all. Oh, no, but it's so. terrible. Yeah, it looks absolutely awful. So, uh, anyway, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first three episodes of Silo on Apple TV. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get to show ad free. You can come in as low as a three dollar level, as high as a twenty dollar level, or any level in between, and you will get the show ad free on the Patreon app. Now there are other there are other benefits to that as well. There are bonus episodes. Uh, sometimes we do try to work in a Patreon pick every once in a while as well so there's some things that you guys can pick from as well so if there's there's other benefits to it besides just getting the show ad free so if you're ever interested head on over to patreon.com and check us out we would love to have you do so if you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the show, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Uh, anything that you would like to add to the show, any thoughts, any questions, any comments, any suggestions as well, we would love to hear all those over on our email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so we are discussing the first three episodes of Silo on Apple TV Plus. Uh, real quick, before, before we get even into this, let me uh, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about dystopian fiction, dystopian television shows, movies, whatever you want to call it, uh, because that's what this one definitely is. Uh, there was a real big boom of these right around like. 2010 uh, from like 2007 to like 2015 somewhere around there mm-hmm. uh just real quick what are your, have you read a lot of them have you seen movies or tvs what are your what's your overall opinion on dystopian fiction uh, in general i would say you know fan i've read like the road by uh cormac mccarthy okay, I, haven't, I haven't even heard that one i'll check them out oh yeah yeah it's it there was a movie with uh vigo mortensen it was really good oh really okay yeah, yeah. I, it may have been early 2000s. I've read that book. Um, I guess I would say I've... And then I've read, like... I'm trying to remember what else would be in that vein. I haven't watched... I mean, uh, I did, I've watched Runner, it. Blade Runner's probably considered dystopian. Um, okay, well, I've watched that. I've watched the new movie. I never yeah. read it. I'm trying to remember what else I read. Um, I can't. I can't think of anything else. I mean, here's the deal. The gift. The gift. The yeah, one? that's that's definitely yeah. dystopian. I've read that and seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I call back to this because 
uh, basically, like I said, from like 2007 to like 2015, there was just this big boom in oh, yeah. dystopian fiction. Uh, it kind of all started with The Hunger Games, uh, which had three books as well. Now that there's now a prequel, and the prequel is yeah. getting ready to come out as a movie as well. Uh, I read all three of those books. And look, I love this genre. It's, if you mm-hmm. give me a dystopian book, I will find time to read it. Uh, but the, the Hunger Games is what got me into it, uh, all three of those books. Uh, the next one that I remember reading was the Divergent series. Uh, um, I've I've watched all these movies. I've not read any of those yeah. books. Yeah, and they've all been. I, I enjoyed all the movies as well. Now the, the Hunger Games movies I really liked. Uh, I liked Catching Catching Fire was phenomenal. Uh, I thought the first Hunger Games movie was good. I thought the Catching Fire, the second one was was well, isn't great. That when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman joins, yes, it is. That's the that's the one that he joins on. Uh, uh, amazing that that's the best movie. <laughs> it is. What uh, are the chances of that? What are the chances? Uh, I thought that on, on the third one, the third and fourth one, though. Mocking Jay, they did a stupid thing. They they split that book up into two movies, and it 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 would have been much better if they had just done one. Uh, the first one was bad in my opinion. The second one was okay, um, but I just wasn't real thrilled with uh, splitting that up into two different books. Divergent. Now those two, those three books. I love the first two books. They are two of my favorite books of all time. And I was so incredibly disappointed when the third book came out. If you talk to anyone who has read those books, they just get really mad at that third book because it is so bad. I don't know if you've ever like finished a bad book to completion, but like when you do oh, that, yeah, yeah. you like there is nothing more frustrating than reading a bad book to completion because you keep waiting for it to get better, and it just it just never did. Uh, yeah. was, well, didn't they not finish that they series? Did. Yeah, the, the, like the movies, like the popularity kept going down. And now that you tell me about the third book. That may be part of the reason. Well, Legion is the third book, and they made. I think they made the first movie. They were doing. They were planning to do like they did with Mockingjay and make two movies mm-hmm. out of it. And it was just such a poor reception. They just didn't. And the make crazy the fourth thing one. is, man, if you look at that cast, it's one of the best casts. Oh yeah, I mean Theo James like, is uh, in it. Uh, Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller's in it. Uh, uh, Ansel Eggert. And the I mean the the main character. What was her name? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- Shalene Wood. Uh, Sh- yeah, Shalene Woodley. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, she's in. She's like the villain. And stuff so yeah i mean it's just crazy but like the young people are all stars they're all stars now yeah but but yeah those like i said the first movie was the only one that really had any traction that just kept getting worse and worse i saw and the and the maze runner i was gonna say that's the other series and that's the other one i love the the first maze runner was incredible second one was okay the third one and honestly all three of these all three of those series kind of came to have the same issue. The third book just kind of struggled to live up to the the original the original play, the original the original novel in, in the series. The maze like I said, the probably the one that came the closest was uh, the Hunger Games. I just didn't like the way that ended. And if you're wondering if you never saw if you saw the movies and didn't read the books, it basically they basically end the same way in the Hunger Games. Uh, okay. But uh, but yeah, the Maze Runner, the first movie was good, and then the rest of them again they just kind of t- tailed off. But I like I said yeah. I loved all of them, read them all, uh, just devoured them once they first came out. And this one as well, Silo. Now it is a dystopian novel as well. It is a based on uh, a work by Hugh Howey. The difference between this one and all those other ones that I mentioned is there is a young adult element that kind of has you know that uh, you know love triangle stuff that goes on, all that type of stuff. All of that stuff exists in all those films. This is not a young adult novel. This is very much geared towards adults. Right, right. Yeah. So you read the whole series on this one? No, I've yeah. read I read Silo. Uh, so here's the way this works. 
It's a little different because when it first came out, it was published as novellas. Uh, so, like, there were like five separate novellas that made up the first uh, novel, which is called Wool. Uh, I yeah. read all. I read all of them as once because once they all five came out, they combined them into one book, and that's when I read it. Uh, I meant okay. to, I meant to go back and read it after all of the novellas for the second and third book came out, and I just forgot about it. And no. so. I, Go ahead. Would this would this first season be the first book? Pretty well, much? I'm, that's what I'm wondering. It's it's kind of hard to tell, and we'll get into it in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, like I said, so I haven't read the second book or the third book, uh, which would be the the novellas as well. But uh, I read all the way through it, and so let's go ahead and kind of get into this. Uh, yeah. So, what are your general thoughts after watching these first three episodes? Well, it's funny we had this conversation. I'll be honest. When I saw another uh, post-apocalyptic show, I was like, "Yay, another one!" <laughs> oh, there's a mystery box involved. <laughs> Haven't seen this before. Yeah, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> so, but then I will say I saw the cast. The cast is killer. Yes, it is killer. And then I saw Graham Yost, who was involved in my favorite show of all time, Justified. He was the creator and showrunner of that. Mm-hmm. He's the showrunner of this. He's the creator of this. You know, Graham Yost is also heavily involved in Slow Horses. Right. And he's heavily involved in The Americans. So I love whatever Graham Yost is involved with. So with him being involved, I was like, okay, I'm good. And I got to say, man, the first episode really hooks you. Yeah, and it it's bizarre because Rashida Jones is a big reason why. <laughs> and she's only in and that episode. Gone, yeah. But she is so good. David, I'm going to try. I've watched pronounce it. I believe it's Oyelowo. I think o- so. I, they, most people, just, I, I've actually read this. He's more just commonly referred to as David O. So that's how we're going to refer to him. Okay, let's this. call him David O. Yeah. Because, uh, in fact, Brad Pitt did a song about his name because people say it wrong. And uh, I think I still butchered it. But David O, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. But then they're gold. Yeah. <laughs> like David's in, the, I guess, the second episode. Right. So it's so weird. And then you could just see, oh, here comes her. Because I was like, I thought Rebecca Ferguson is the star of this. Because, like, she's on the right. front of you. And then, you know, you, you get her, which is an incredible scene at the end of this one, where right. she makes her appearance. Because I was like, that's a star. Yeah. The way she comes out, she's ripped. Mm-hmm. She just... The tattoos is like that's a star, and then she takes over the 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 next couple episodes. But the thing that's weird to me is Tim Robbins and Common have done very little. Yes, they have. And I want to say there was something like depressing about watching Tim Robbins as an old man because like <laughs> my memories of Tim Robbins was he's like Timothy the young Dufresne, guy yeah, the yeah, yeah, Andy Dufresne, he's the young guy in prison. Like, how is Tim Robbins a 65-year-old man? Yeah, I know. He, I mean, he looks good. He, he does. Really he looks good. Good. He's, he's fully gray and everything. But I was like, Tim Robbins shouldn't be gray as an old man. <laughs> he shouldn't be old. But yeah, he, he, he's gotten older, so to say the least. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's good. And another one who's not listening to cast, our guy Will Patton yeah. was as big as anyone in this story. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He's uh, fantastic. Yes, he is. Now, uh, yeah, you mentioned some things that are that are very true to the book. Because I have, like I said, I have read uh, the entire uh, set of books that is combined into one that's known as Wool. Uh, now, I, they confused me when I when I first watched the very first episode because they're doing. For the most part, this is a pretty faithful adaptation uh, to the story. There is one huge change that they are doing that is not 
in the book at all. But one of the things that they are doing that's very different, though, is they are changing, like, the order in which some of these things happen. Like, the big digger that you see in this thing, uh, mm -hmm. that doesn't even, like, show up until, like, probably, like, two-thirds of the way through... The uh, through the through the novel, and you don't really they don't even really see it. It's just kind of mentioned that that it's there and that it's off to the side. Uh, so, like I said, that's one thing that they're doing. Like something they're bringing something from much later. They're bringing it further up into uh, here, in, like in the very first episode of of the show, or was well, it the second? I read, episode? I read as well that Holston and Juliet Nichols had never met in the books. Well, they yeah they they, they did, and that's uh, I don't know sure where you read that because they did. It's just not as they don't. It's not as developed in these like they develop in these first two episodes. Uh, it's just oh. when they when she becomes a little bit more involved in this later on, is she kind of re she talks about that and kind of remembering what they did and some of the things that they investigated. But uh, there is they they do flesh it out more. That's one thing that is different. They do flesh out just the, the time that they work together more. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but like I said, they're like I said, so they're doing some of that that's a little bit different. Some other things that they're doing that's a little bit different is uh, the pregnancy. Them trying to get pregnant is it's it's definitely a plot point in the first in the first book basically the first novella which is and honestly that first episode is basically the entire first novella where it's Holston's, yeah i read that yeah, yeah it's yeah. holston's story where he starts he and says he wants to go outside and ends with with him dying outside on uh after he's been does his cleaning so that's like i said that's basically where and it ends. how about this like let's shout out hugh howie and the guy who who wrote the marsh and i can't remember his name they did something very similar. Both of them wrote an internet story mm -hmm. and like a, a small ebook, and someone found it and like you know yeah. end up being they end up being huge hits. And yeah, did making them a lot of. You just never know, people. If you have a creative idea, write it out, put it on the internet. Right. You won't always get be found, but you never know. Well, it's interesting that you say that because at the end of like I, what I decided to do because like I said they were doing some things I thought was like. I don't remember this being the same order that this was in. So I was really yeah. struggling because I read this back in 2012 when it uh, finally got all condensed into one novel. Uh, so it's been 11 years since I read it. So I wasn't, I was like, oh, wow. am I remembering all this correctly? So I went back and got the audiobook and I listened to the audiobook on it this week. And I was like, okay, I, I am remembering most of this correctly for the most part but there's a Q&A section at the end of, of the first book and uh, that's one of the things he says you know he says you you know if you uh, one of the questions like how can people find you or what's one of the things they can do to support you he's like and the, one of the things that he says is uh, review the books that you love. He says, go out, go. He says, I read every single review on Amazon, and every time we get to review, it helps me out because it makes it easier for people to find my books and all this type of stuff. He said, so if you find a book that you like, if you find an author you like, go onto Amazon, rate their stuff, do whatever it is, and that way it helps. And like he said, because he said that's one of the ways that this book, uh, that, yeah. that very first book got found, that first novella got discovered was uh, just through somebody picking it up. And because they. And, and and great to rate your friend's podcast That's or just right. some random guys that you've started listening to. That's right. Give them a five star. Give them a five star. It helps <laughs> them out a whole lot. So uh, another thing he also says on that is that he intended for this to be 
a series because one of the questions was will this be a movie and he's like you know i think it'd work better as an epic series so when he wrote this and he realized you know because all those things like i said during that time there were so much of this dystopian fiction coming out he understood that it was going to be you know, poss- it was possible that it could end up being a movie or something well, like that. And I saw where Ridley Scott was the first person who had it. Yes, he was. I was like, mm-hmm. I could have seen him doing a movie out of this for yeah. sure. He, he could have. He very well could have. And but like I said, I think he, I think Hugh Howie really wanted this to be a series. And it was at that time when, right about the time Netflix was kind of getting started with making their own shows, and doing the whole like ten episode binge show and all this type of stuff. So I think it just took a while for them to f- figure out like the yeah. right, right platform, the right stars, and they got the they got the right cast. So. Yeah, they did. All right, so let's kind of get into some specifics on this real quick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so you mentioned the first, basically like the opening, the first episode, and how that's just like really draws you in. That is a pretty this this first episode is a like I said, it's a pretty good adaptation. Uh, but mm-hmm. that very first scene where you see Holston who goes into his office and he like is going into the cell and like locks himself in and like throws the keys out. That is almost almost not quite but almost a literal one to one shot of the opening of the book. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that? I thought it was awesome. Anytime, like I know, they repeat it like in almost every episode. But when when a when a character is doing a monologue, like you know, we don't know why we are here. Exactly. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> you don't have to say anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, and then like we don't know who built the silo. Okay, you you've caught me. <laughs> what else do you have? We don't know why everything outside the silo is the way it is. Yes, I'm yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that, look, that little mantra they do, that's not in the book at all, but that's just kind of oh, what they're that's doing. Not. Yeah, it's not. It's not in the book at all. But they, but wow. what they're doing, though, that is in the book is they're, they're just trying to let you know that they don't, because one of the things they talk about is that it's not, they don't know who put them here they don't know what, how those silos got built so like they go into all that in the book and they just don't have as much time in a television show to like really dig into it the way that they do in 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 the books so that's that's what that little mantra is that they keep repeating to themselves over and over again that's i'm pretty sure that's what that is for just kind of like give at least okay. make sure that we understand as a viewer they don't know why they're there they don't know uh who came up with the rules they don't know who they don't know any of this stuff so that and their history has basically been deleted uh one of the things i love about this show and one of the things i think that they did and uh, really good in terms of a creative decision is really developing allison more and allison is played by rashida yeah. jones uh she she is, plays an important part in the first novella but she's far more developed in this episode than she is in the book and it's a really weird thing to do and the book does the same thing you basically take your two main characters you take holston and you take allison who are kind of like the focal points of the very first episode and you completely take them off the board after right. that first episode and holston's in the second episode i mean, I mean that, that's very much yeah. true but well especially Especially when you have Rashida Jones, she's one of the most likable mm-hmm. actors. She is. 
of all time. Yeah. Like, anytime you see her, you're happy because she just has this just sweet presence about her that you just like, just, just like, uh, she just brightens the screen when she's on there. Like you want to, like when she was on the office, right. she was only all there a short time, but you were like, okay, this girl has some. And you know, she blew up after that. But yeah, like, it's just crazy to take that risk of only having her, but it makes a big statement it does. when you have her lead that episode. And then, you know, to what happens. And I'm, you know, I want to ask you, but you know, wink, show me something. Is she alive? <laughs> is, is Sheriff Holston alive? No, don't do it. Okay, I, I'm, I'm. Can I make a guess? You can. You make a guess. They're alive. Okay. I'm calling. I, I can't. I, I'm not going to tell you whether or not they are not because that would like spoil everything. So, because yeah. um, yeah. they're using some in, in, Instagram filters. Huey Howie may have uh, created those. All right, so here's the deal. Okay, so, you know, I could tell you one way or another if, if based off of the book, if they were alive or not. But I will say this. this is One thing that was very intriguing to me is that the end of that uh, first episode when, when Holston goes out... I guess it's at the end of the first episode, or is it at the beginning of the second episode? The second. Okay. So she dies at the end of the first. And then he goes out in the beginning of the second. Okay. Uh, but when he goes out to do his cleaning, one of the things that they make a point to do in that episode, in that portion of the episode, is when he's choking and all this type of stuff, and they don't let you see what he sees in, in the show. In the book, they paint out pretty clearly what's going on so like i said i think well, I, thought I, we, I thought we saw that it was kind of green well i'm okay i know but like i said but like once he takes like you oh, don't I see him when he sure. takes his helmet off and stuff like that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. you just there's like the light or something around him so you can't really see what's going on i got you, I got you. Uh, so like i said that was really confusing to me because like that makes me wonder like okay are they doing something different in the book uh okay because like I said, they paint out really clearly what all is happening and what all actually he sees, like when he takes off his helmet and all this type of stuff. What, like I said, they paint that out really clearly in the book. They don't do that here, so yeah, I was really confused by that. I was like, okay, so are they really going to? How close are they going to stick to the to the book on this? And I, I'm not 100 percent certain, but just because of okay. that. So, uh, just real quick, when you saw that scene, what did you think was going on? With whose death? Both. I was just both of them, I guess. Really. I mean, if the way I interpreted hers was that there was something in the even her mask was not it, it was not protecting her out there, mm. and so uh, she you know she died. Right. His it made it look like uh, he saw his wife, and so he he was okay at first. Right. And then he took off his mask because he wanted to die and be with his wife. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'll be real interested to see what they do. What they. Well, I guess let me ask you this: Why do you think he ends up? What looks like he's dying there at the end? Why do you think that ends up happening? Well, it looks like he was. It, I mean, I only watched this once, right. but to me, it looked like he was choking. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just curious what you what your things like. That I want to know because, like I said, having it. A little bit different than, than what they do in the book. I'm, I'm just curious what somebody who hadn't read the book was thinking as well. So that that, that was just really curious to me. Uh, one big difference, though, in this is they do talk about uh, the 
judicial a lot. You hear them talk about judicial mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. this character that Common is playing Sims. Yeah. Judicial is in the book, but they're just like kind of just barely mentioned. Uh, they don't okay. have that big of a role. There is no Sims character. <laughs> so. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is created. Yeah. So this oh, is okay. a completely show created character. Uh, and yeah, I can't get a feel for his character because like the first I think he doesn't come on to the second. He's briefly in the second right. episode, but he kind of looks like he's a villain. Now, the third episode, he looks like a, he's a, he's a hero, so I, I can't get a feel for his character yet. Yeah, I know. I can't either, so I'm not really sure what they're doing. Like, this Judge Meadows that they talk about there in the third episode, not a character at all in the book, so okay. we haven't even seen Judge Meadows. All we, they've just talked about her, so I don't know what who's going to play this character or what. So. Okay. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but another interesting part of this is the in the book, the uh, Allison and George, they never, ever meet. But I think I like the way that they do this because okay. Allison kind of uncovers all this information on her own about uh, about what the silo was like, about all this all this previous information. Because it is the reason the reason she does it is because she comes across these deleted files and she restores them. And that's how this is kind of what just like. In the in the show, where that kind of is how you know uh, people kind of get kind of get onto her scent and like start tracking her down mm-hmm. and start um, you know realize that she's not willing to be trusted. That is a part of the book as well. But like I said, the difference is she's she's getting this information from George in the show, whereas in in the book she just kind of uncovers it on her own. Uh, but I thought that was interesting, George. It was. Go ahead. Do you see who George is played by? Uh, yeah, I did. I forgot who it was though. Ben Kingsley's son. Okay, Ferdinand. I saw. Yeah, I saw. I, I knew it was Kingsley. I wasn't sure if that was his son or not. What's a, what's a nepo baby cast? Because uh, <laughs> Hank, the sheriff, is Billy Postlewaite, who's the uh, the Irish actor Pete Postlewaite from Usual Suspects, The right. Town. If you look him up, you recognize. I mean, Rashida Jones is a nepo. Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah, so. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. So, uh, hey, I'm, I'm all for Nepo, baby. That's right, I am too. <laughs> uh, but like I said, George George is much more developed in this as well. Uh, we there is a relationship between George and Juliet in the book, but they don't even they really don't even talk that much about George until much later in the book, and they don't even mention the relationship between them until almost the very end of the of the first of the first novel. So, uh, like I said, again, that's something that they're kind of doing a little bit out of order, but I think it works because I okay. think it tells a really much more interesting story to have Juliet kind of be mourning over this the fact that she lost the person that she was in love with here at yeah. the very beginning of it. So, um, I like the way that they put this, like where basically they they are always deceiving these people because, mm-hmm. like when they are going to have the implant removed from Allison uh, that is keeping her uh, from being able to get pregnant, you know it looks like it's a legit process, and you know he puts mm-hmm. that little implant onto a thing, so you assume that he took it out of her, and that's not the case. Look, that has nothing to do with the book at all, but I like the fact that they're giving us... The one thing I I didn't like about the way that the book did Allison is that you don't really... She just kind of all of a sudden just kind of goes mad, whereas in this... In this television show, you have a... You have a reason for why she's acting the way she does, because they develop it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. Anytime you can have like and, and now that I think about are you see well Common had a child. We did see a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't see a lot of kids. Also, no, where are the fat people in this style? <laughs> there there are none. And look, that makes sense though. I mean, cuz resources yeah, are they're, minimum. They're bit, 
Yeah. So you would imagine that you know you just can't just go down and get eat something and, to eat whenever you want to. So that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, it, what are they eating, and how many, how much uh, vitamin D and E are they taking? Right. <laughs> you know, they're not getting any. Not sun. getting any like, sun. Now, like, you, what are they eating, man? The breakfast looked like a normal breakfast when Rebecca, uh, when Juliet was getting breakfast. Yeah, it did. Now you mentioned fat people. What's interesting though in the in the book, Bernard is like a short fat man. So. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, you might say common to my heart there, Bernard. <laughs> so, like I said, he's 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 a short, fat man, and Tim Robbins is not short. He is not fat. So. No, he's not. He's extremely tall. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but hey, I, I like Tim Robbins as well. I think he, I think he oh, works yeah, well. Too. So, me too. Uh, but like I said, just the way that they're kind of treating some of these things, I think it works really well, and just some of the changes that they're making. Um, like I said, it's a really powerful first episode with Rashida Jones. Like you said a second ago, there you, there's a warmth about her. There's just something yeah. that a likable, like a likableness. I'm not sure if that's a word or not uh, that she brings to that role that just kind of brings you in. One also one of the things I think is interesting about that is this is a departure from the type of stuff she normally does. I mean, she's best known for mm-hmm. The Office. She's best, really best known for Parks and Rec. Right. And those are comedic, very lighthearted roles. And this is a this is a pretty big dramatic role for her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, a big difference. And- and just shows the range she has the woman can do anything and she's like a genius yeah she is uh just absolutely likes it really good stuff and you know when they send her out to clean uh, it's a powerful moment and it's one of those things where like they really do a good job of selling just how important this thing called cleaning is to these people because they they want to be able to see what it's like outside uh and it's really important that she actually does it uh, and it's really important when Holston goes out and does it as well because you see the the way that the people cheer when this actually takes place. Yeah, what is the deal with that? They're like they're just wanting them to live. Is that what it is? Well, they want them to live, but they also want to. You know, it, it gives them every moment they're alive while they're out there. It gives them hope. Uh, it, yeah, it gives yeah. them a. a, a a sense that maybe there's something for them out there and when they mm-hmm. die it's like okay well no we, we, we still can't go out we still can't uh utter the, we still can't utter those words that we want to go outside uh another interesting thing because one of the things i was did when i've read this book and when i'm watching this it's I, they don't it doesn't come through quite as clear until the third episode on this but you know going up and down the silo it's a trek. I mean, like in the book, they talk about it, how it can take a couple of days. It can take like two days to go from the top of the silo all the way down to the bottom, um, where it takes like a few days to go all the way to the top. Yeah, they don't. I don't. They don't sell that quite as well in the show, but in the book, well, they, they said really 100, se- 170 floors. Well, when when uh, Deputy Marnes and uh, Mayor Ruth, they talk about it. It's going to mm-hmm. take a whole day. Yeah, to go down to get there. And I think I think Sheriff Holston and De- the deputy they mentioned, mentioned that at once, one point. Yeah, yeah uh, the one thing that I don't think they I, I didn't fully grasp till maybe the third episode. I didn't really. It, it's hard to really picture how much it is right and that there's different like there are people i didn't realize the the cast system yeah mm-hmm. it didn't hit, really hit me to the third right when you're like oh these people are at the bottom of course they're the mechanics and right. that and then like you know the mayor and all the rich people are at the, the top, top. Mm-hmm. and then the mid people like they didn't really describe that as much um i, I didn't get a good feel for that it's i wish we kind of got a better look of what it looks like yeah 
I, I think you, I think we could get that too because you're right. That is something that they do a really good job of in the book. You, you know, the closer you are to the top, there's definitely, even if it's not like a true, if it's not like defined by like silo government, it's still yeah. if you're closer to the top, you're going to be you're in a you're a higher class citizen than those who are down at the bottom. Well, like the when you saw it from the the first two episodes, it looked like it was like a, a large college university yeah it is mm-hmm. like like there's a cafeteria right there's exactly like little areas but then you see where the mechanics live they got a damn city down there they're partying right, it looks like some mm-hmm. star wars so that's why i was like <laughs> oh okay these are different cities yeah. on each level but that's it really didn't hit me until that episode yeah and the, they, they do a really good job that in the third episode showing just how different life is because i mean they do a really good job especially as they're going down uh as they continue to go down and go down just the way you see the different people in the in the silo just how the, as they get yeah. further down how it changes so that's one of the things i like about the show and the book uh, to be perfectly honest so um so like i said but one of like i said we don't get to meet really our main character until the end of the first episode we yeah. we learn more about rebecca ferguson's juliet here in the second episode and especially here in the third episode um mm-hmm. what do you think about rebecca ferguson's juliet i thought she was fantastic yeah she's awesome uh, i know i re- read that uh the the writer uh hugh howie was really concerned about this character like who's going to play this yeah. role and Boy, they nailed it. Yeah, they did. Uh, now, I will say, a couple of times, she kind of went back to her Swedish. Uh, yeah, there I'm were a couple of times, yeah. That I was like, okay, well, can we make her British or something? <laughs> you know, but, uh, but besides that, she was awesome. And she, she looks the part yeah. of a bad A mechanic. Yeah, and what's great is, like, when I read this book, you know, I, I didn't know who Rebecca Ferguson was. I don't even know if she was actually a star or anything back in 2012. But uh, No, not really, because yeah. it was like, that was around well she was starting to be in the mission of possible movies yeah. around then but actually i didn't really but somebody like her is kind of what i envisioned when i was reading mm-hmm. this book because the way she's described in the book is a as beautiful but tough is the way that she's yeah. described in the book and that's really that's pretty much perfect for the what rebecca ferguson is pulling off in this in this show well also in in the book and she does such a good job on here. I'm assuming it's in the book. She always seems kind of nervous oh, and yeah. like mm-hmm. and like stressed out. Oh, is yeah. that in the yeah. book? That's very much but confident. Book. Yeah, confident. Mm-hmm. She she owns those generators and all the the machines. She is she's not nervous at all when she's fixing those. But like just being around people, she seems very nervous. Yeah, that's that's very much a part of who her she is as a character in, in the book. So, and it's one of the things that she does a really good job of. I mean, honestly, she does a better job than even what kind of what I envisioned. I mean, just the the intensity that she brings to the yeah, role is much more something that I didn't quite picture when I was reading the book. So, like I said, there's something that is even better, if you ask me, than what they're doing on screen, than even what I could imagine when I was reading the book. So, she's well, doing an absolutely I, wonderful well, job. Like I mentioned before, you can't beat her entrance to the no, show when mm-hmm. she's coming out of that. I get what is I guess that hole or the whatever hole that's like, yeah. and like and like steam's coming off, and right. she just she looks like you wouldn't want to test her. Yeah, it's exactly what she looks like. And so. like you said, she still looks very attractive. Right, and like I said, just an absolutely wonderful performance. I, I was yeah. really impressed by her, and uh, you know, I'm I, I understand why Hugh Howie had a, was nervous about whoever got cash for this role because that's a tough thing to pull off, and she just does a really good job pulling it off. Uh, 
another interesting part they're doing here is uh, the person who plays Walker, uh, the lady who plays Walker. I can't find her off the top. Oh, uh, it's it's our friend Harriet Walker, yeah. the mother of <laughs> the, the Roy children from Succession. Yes, that's right. That's who it was. Hey, it, it, you might not recognize her because she's actually nice. She's on nice the show. in this. And what's interesting well, is partly, partly it, nice. Yeah, she's partly nice. Well. It's this is one thing that they're doing a little different here is this is a they basically combine two characters because what there's two walkers in the uh, uh, in the book and it's a it's a husband and wife team and okay. like one is like a motherly figure kind of like she is in in the in the television shows the the wife is like a motherly figure and the husband is like a fatherly figure. She's kind of doing both here, uh, but in the in the male version of Walker is is basically what she's doing here. He, she's always in that he's always in that shop, just like the TV version is, and constantly making things, constantly tinkering with things. So they've kind of combined that character because they said there in the third episode when the mayor goes and meets with her, like uh, I'm sorry you got yeah. divorced, and she said, well, and they basically said she's a lesbian because she has a, had a wife. So uh, just so that was twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago. So like I said, <laughs> that's that's a little bit different, but. I, I, I like it. I think it works well. Yeah. I, I like this character. I like the characters. I like the characters in the book, but I like this character mm-hmm. as well in the, in, uh, the show. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's see what else we want to talk about. All right, so let's talk about uh, Knox because Knox is one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's played okay. by Shane McRae. Uh, I'm not familiar with this guy. Have you ever seen him before? Uh, yeah, he's been in uh, Sneaky Pete. It was a show that I watched uh, on... Okay. Uh, uh, and, and that's how and Graham Yost was involved with that and I've seen him in something else he's actually from Starkville, Mississippi oh is he really? I believe his dad was a uh, was a professor or something oh okay well, that's awesome I didn't yeah. even know that yeah 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 look that up yeah well good for him good for Starkville, Mississippi yeah, yeah man if you're wondering yeah. if, you, if you've never listened to this before both uh, Ryan and I graduated from Mississippi State so <laughs> that's why we're excited about a guy coming from Starkville, Mississippi so yeah uh, like I said I love this character the character's great in the book the character's great here as well uh, just the way that he just runs this uh, runs the mechanical down at the bottom except for uh, Juliet he's like can you <laughs> let me pretend to be the boss of <laughs> yeah. you yeah, that's what's, and that's kind of the case in, in the book as well. I mean, he's he's the boss down there, but uh, he can't control Juliet. Juliet just kind of does her own thing, and that's another thing that they really do a good job of bringing over here in the book. I love. So he's he's a good character in the book. Yeah, he's a good. He's a real good character in the okay, book. Cool. I when I first saw this, I was wondering who's going to play him. I pictured him as a little bit older, but I like this. Because my guess yeah. is he's probably what about forty or so. 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I pictured him more like mid fifties, and when I was reading him in the book, but I, I think I like this a little bit younger version of of the character than what I was picturing when I read the book. So, uh, but the 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 generator scene is look. Here's one of the things that I know that this show is working really well because when you're watching this generator scene, you've got the main character, the person who's on the poster, the person who's kind of like supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, even having read the book. So I like, I, I know that she's not going to die. I know that's going to be well, the case. Are we, I wasn't sure about that. The way we've been killing <laughs> well, off everyone else. True. But when you're sitting there watching, you really feel confident that this person probably isn't going to die, but man, you're stressed out. That was a stressful scene. Yeah. I will say, I thought that scene went a little too long. It did. It, got, it went a little long. Yeah, you're right about that. That was the only thing about this show that I thought was a little boring because I was like, man, this is a long scene. 
But it was intense, and they really did a good job. I really felt bad. I thought my guy Cooper, because yeah, there were a couple it. times, and they kind of mentioned about him. We can't let him die, and I was like, oh, God, I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, you, you see that before, and then they end up dying. They, they all he's really out. good, too. Yeah, oh, I like him. Yeah, uh, he's played by Matt gomez Hadaka. I'm not, not familiar with him. This is the first thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I know. Uh, so let's. Uh, but anyway, I, I like the. I like. I like that scene. I thought it was really intense. It is a little different in the book. The book is the the real issue isn't the fact that they are getting ready to turn the generator off. The problem is they're getting ready to turn it back on. They don't know if it's going to come back on. So like this, they they create that intensity in just a completely different way in. Uh, in in the book now one of the things that's very interesting that they don't do in the book because that we don't even see like when the when it's turned off it's just kind of like uh, all of a sudden like a little bit later i think like they do a power holiday for like a week in the book if i remember correctly so it took longer in in the book than, oh, wow. the, than, than what they do in in the show but when they turn the generator off in the show there's that moment in the cafeteria when they're showing the screen of the outside and there's that little flicker did you notice that? Yes, I did see where that. Where it was yeah, green. Where you, where you saw, yeah, where it was green, yeah. Uh, did did anyone else catch that? Yeah, but some apparently somebody, because I, I was listening to this on my headphones, and you can hear some people in the background saying, did you see that? Did you see that? Did oh, okay, you? okay. Yeah, so like I said, I had to listen on my headphones because I can't hear really well outside of that. And I, there were some people in, in the cafeteria who were whispering that, like, did you see that? Did you catch that? So, yeah. I think that's an interesting thing that the thing that they did is by putting that on there. So I'll be interested what uh, what that comes about because of that. So did you watch the Boon Jong Ho movie Snowpiercer with Chris Evans? No, I wanted to. I never did. This is similar to that because really. it's got the same like the cast system where mm-hmm. the people at the back of the train want to get to the front of the train right. for the rich people. A lot of the same vibes. Okay, I, I, I meant to watch it. I just never had very around good movie. To it. I think it's still on Netflix. Well worth watching. Yeah, and it's a series too, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's a series. Yeah, that, that's based on the movie. But okay, yeah, watch. I've never watched the series, but watch the movie. Okay, I'll have to go back and check that out. So, uh, like I said, I thought that was an interesting thing that they did when when they shut off the generator. That little flicker on the screen because I thought that was just really fascinating. They put that in there because, like I said, that's not in the book at all. So, uh, one other thing that I want to talk about before we get off here is deputy morns and mayor johns uh their trek oh, yeah. their trek down did you see the romance coming between the two of them yeah you could maybe it was the first episode when, when uh when rashida jones was walking out you mm. saw them briefly hold hands right yeah I like and it. so yeah it, it I, I like what look i'm all for look Anytime they have old people falling in love, it look I like yeah, it. Man. It's great. Uh, as, as I get closer to their age, you know, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm 20 years younger than Will Patton, but be there before long. You know. <laughs> we'll be there uh, eventually. At least hope we hope we will. So, <laughs> so well, you probably know this, but it looked like she was poisoned. Yeah. Uh, it, one okay. So they'll, they'll they'll reveal this, and I don't think it's really that much of a spoiler. Uh, yes, she is poisoned. That is very much the case. So you picked up on that. Uh, did you notice? This is something they they do a really good job of. That is well, I, I tell you what, I'm not going to tell you. You'll 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 notice it when they reveal it next week uh, because okay. there is something that they are doing 
in this that it plays a huge part in how she gets poisoned uh and like i said it's something that you don't even think about when you're watching it when you're reading about it it's not even something that even crosses your mind but when they refer to it you'll you'll be like oh okay uh so like i said i'm not i don't want to okay. put that out there because well, i really like geraldine james as a mayor i thought she did a really good job because at yeah. first i thought well this is just another like uppity mayor that right. thinks she's better than but she really wasn't no, she, she wasn't she, you know, she really came off well, and, you know, we really like Will Pat. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I'm hoping we see more of him. And I think we'll definitely see some more of him. And one of the things that I will find interesting as we go into the fourth episode next week, uh, the one thing they do a little bit differently is in the book, uh, it's Marn's idea to get Juliet to be the sheriff, uh, whereas in oh, this okay. it was Holston recommending her to be the sheriff. So, and he's not, and, and in the show, Marn isn't on board with her being the sheriff at all. So, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that'll be. I'll be interested to see how they how they play that out because maybe that that's what I. Maybe that's what I had read that Holston wasn't involved with her being the sheriff. That may be what I was okay. Where I got confused on that. Yeah, because like because that is something that is not part of the book. Is when they did that where he recommends her to be the sheriff. It's like okay, well that's different because like I said, it's yeah. Lawrence who brings that. He in the book he brings three candidates to the mayor and uh, she has to pick for and he when he brings those three he's like. I only brought the other two because I wanted to give make it look like I wasn't just so completely sold on the first one, and that's Juliet. So uh, I'll be really interested in what they do next week with her as sheriff and how that works. Uh, what that what that small little change of of Marnes not being the one to recommend her, how that plays out here in the fourth episode as we get ready to go into it. But um, look, a really strong first three episodes, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, in general, it's a pretty good adaptation. I, I could, Having seen these three episodes now, I can kind of see how they're bringing some stuff to the front. I'm still interested in this judicial thing because, like I said, that is not in the book at all. Like I said, and it was mentioned quite a bit. Yeah, it's mentioned quite a bit. I mean, like I said, judicial is in the book, but they're not like just... They're not as prevalent in in the book as they are in in this show because they it looks like judicial has this huge presence over the entire silo. So yeah, and and one last thing before we move to the awards, I'm always a a mark for like when Knox was getting the crew fired up. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> we run. We're the reason this city runs. That's right. And then like the celebrations, like when they would do something good, how they would celebrate yes. all as as the. I love it every yeah. time you know, when you can see the the poor people like you know celebrating. It's it's just so good. Yeah, it is. That, that, and they all got hammered, so I was even more excited about <laughs> that. Like I said, it, I love the 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 camaraderie that they're showing between yeah, the people yeah. in the down deep. Uh, that is, a, I think, that's a really really strong. Yeah, it's really strong. Yeah. It, it works really well. And like I said, it's, it's it was a, it's a big part of what makes the book so good is just the fact that those yeah. people were so so united and so together as 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 one so all right shall we do our weekly awards then let's do it all right here on the main attraction podcast whenever we're covering a season of a television show we like to do three weekly awards as we are going throughout the episodes uh first is the Tyrion lannister the mvp for the week who is your mvp for this week I mean, I think you gotta have Coz. I think you gotta have David O. and Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, because uh, David O. He carries that first episode. Really, the second one. Too. Yeah, you're right. And so, like you know, and I think he's in flashbacks on the third one. But like yeah. Rebecca Ferguson 
pretty much the second half of the second episode on, you know, she right. takes over. But it's really the two of them that really sold me on this show. Yeah, and like I said, it's... it's and this is what Hugh Howie apparently is known for. It's like, he doesn't have a problem killing his characters, so he's got yeah. a little... He's got a little... Uh, what's his name? George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah, he's got a little of that... With, with that Without the incest, I hope. <laughs> well, yes, without the incest. So I, I oh, don't God, recall the really, incest in this in this book. So, and, and I mentioned earlier, Will Patton has a very big role in each episode. Yeah, you could almost, I mean, he's probably third. Yeah, he is. You're right. He's probably third on, on this on this on our list. But his his relationship with the mayor in the third episode was really really good, and really his relationship with Holston in the first episode mm. kind of really helps the show as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, I think. It, he Will Patton is just so really good. Look, he's been he good in, in the last couple of things that we saw. He was he oh, yeah. in Outer Range he plays a completely different character. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh like I said, he's got some range on which I was not aware of, so uh good for him. All right, next is the Agatha Long, the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I'm going with at the end of the first episode where Allison dies mm-hmm. and it leads to us meeting Juliet. It's they're like back to back. I think that's just such a crucial part of this show because you see, like, oh, they'll just kill off Rashida Jones, <laughs> and then we meet Rebecca Ferguson like immediately afterwards. Right. I, I think that just sets the tone for this show. Yeah, I, I went with that very first scene where Holston locks himself in, and mm-hmm. I, just because the reason I went for it is just because I thought it was such a great adaptation of of the book scene. Uh, like I said, it's it's basically the first chapter of the book, and it's a absolutely wonderful adaptation here. It was b- almost exactly how I pictured it in my mind as I was watching it, so that was a really okay. cool thing to, to watch. So that's the reason I ended up going with it. The If You Come to King, You Best Not Miss, what's your best line of the week? I think it's got to be the, the monologue that starts episode one and two, the we don't know why we're here, mm-hmm. we don't know who built the silo, we don't know why everything outside the silo is the way it is, we don't know when it will be safe to go out Side. We only know that day is not, not this day. Yeah, uh, I, I was debating about going with it or just the line that gets them sent outside is, which is, "I want to go out." Uh, yeah, I think kind of go with one. Uh, one thing I didn't mention in the in the book that's a little bit different here in the movie. And uh, I'm sorry, in the, in the show. Uh, you know, they don't just get outside. They don't get sent outside to clean just for saying they want to go outside. There, like there are other crimes that you can get sent outside to go cleaning for, uh, and that's kind of one of the things that's. There's like this. There's like this nervousness in the book that I'm wondering if we're ever going to. And it feels like there's. This is just too much to put into the show. But in the book, there's this nervousness about you know when it's been a long time since somebody's cleaned. It's like they feel like they've got to send somebody out so they'll, they'll like just find anything that they can to put on somebody to send them outside to clean uh so, yeah so like i said it's a little bit more if it comes across a little bit more harsh in the book uh i just don't know if they're gonna have time to like really work okay. that into the show so i like actually you don't get that sense at all here in uh yeah. these first three episodes now we may get it later uh but we'll uh we'll see as we get a little bit further into it so all right, uh, here on the rating system for our show, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Uh, just beneath the Game of Thrones is a Lost. Middle of the Road Force is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House. And bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. What are you giving Silo after the first three episodes? It's going to feel appropriate that the rating I give it involves a Silo <laughs> because it's a Lost yeah. that involved a Silo. silo yeah. Yeah, that's that's very, I think very true. Lost. I think it's I think it's really good. I think this show 
absolutely has the potential to be a Game of Thrones. I'm not there yet, right. but uh, I think it's extremely promising. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's right now it's a lost. I, I think you're right. It definitely has the potential to be a Game of Thrones. This is look Apple TV when they are doing what they when they are at the top of their game. They're really tough to beat in terms of quality. Uh, they got some bad stuff out there, just like everybody else does. But yeah. like most of the time, their hit rate is probably higher than just about every other streaming service that's out there and this one right now anyway this one they're hitting with this one so far i really love the first episode i thought it was it really gets you hooked i thought they did a fantastic job yeah it's it's like i said they they get you hooked in that first episode they and then they start kind of unraveling stuff there in the second and third episodes and i'll be like i said this fourth episode excuse me i'll be really interested because i don't really know how far they're going with this uh it feels like with having where they are it feels like maybe they're dividing up this first season they're dividing the first book into maybe two seasons uh because it does it feels like they they're a little bit further along than like because where they are in the in the book is basically about maybe a quarter of the way through the book at this point and they're basically oh, wow. 30 maybe not even that far uh so like i said i'll, I'll be interested i don't know if they're supposed to if this first season is supposed to be the first book and then there's the three seasons i'm not sure how all that works so uh i'll be really interested to see all right very uh, promising yeah very very promising i'm looking forward to see how they wrap up this uh first season all right uh some things we're looking forward to what are some things you're looking forward to this week so I got a couple of things. Uh, the speaking of Apple, there is a new documentary that looks very good. It's called "Still," the Michael J. Fox documentary yeah, about, about his that. fight with uh, Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out this weekend. Uh, it looks fantastic and sad. Just go ahead and get oh, yeah. the tissues ready. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and get them ready. So it, it's out now. I would. It, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, this coming up weekend. One of my favorite sketch shows that's coming that's going on now. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. And if you don't know this show, my God, you've seen the gifs. Uh, there is the it's a, it's a guy that was too weird for Saturday Night Live, and now he has a sketch show on Netflix. Right. It's hilarious. The thing that you would recognize the most it is uh, there is a sketch where a hot dog car has hit a building. And they're like, who has done this? And Tim Robinson is in a hot dog suit <laughs> right. and says, we're all trying to figure out who caused this. <laughs> and yeah, it is one. one of the funniest things, like Nathan Felder. But if you've never watched it, it's really funny. There are like 20-minute episodes. There, some of them are so damn weird. Right. That you're like, but it is, he has some that hit, the hot dog one especially. Uh, you're going to laugh. So it's called, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch it. I just never have. Yeah. It's, it's worth watching. So still, uh, the Michael J. Fox documentary. And I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, uh, on, on Netflix. Uh, I don't have much like that. Um, we almost didn't get to record tonight because I was not feeling just real great. I'm tired. I'm overworked at this point. Uh, but one of the things that we plan to record next week is a, we're going to do a movie draft, uh, a summer movie draft. Yeah. And like I said, so I'm just looking forward to the summer movies because it feels like for the first time since the pandemic, we're going to get like a, a decent summer movie <laughs> season. Uh, and shockingly, there's some comedies. Yeah. There, there's a few comedies mixed in. 
in there. So uh, that's really kind of what I'm looking forward to. We're, we're getting close to that time. Look, it honestly started last week with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. first weekend in May is typically kind of like the kickoff for that. But it really it will really ramp up here after once we get to Labor Day weekend. Uh, there's just a bunch of them out coming. I mean, very first weekend in June, we got uh, Across the Spider-Verse. We've got uh, the new Mission Impossible movie coming out. we got The Flash. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of movies that are getting ready to come out. Well, Fast and the Furious comes out this weekend, if you're a fan of that. I have never Fast seen a Fast and Furious movie. So. How dare you, <laughs> I have never it's seen one. You're, you're not in this family anymore. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, but yeah, looking looking forward to quite a bit. So, uh, I guess that wraps us up for this show. We got our show tomorrow. So, if you haven't seen, if you have, haven't caught up on Succession, you need to get get caught up. It, it's cu- quickly coming to an end. Yeah. We've only got three more episodes. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off for the day? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.